0: this episode of tailgate talks is brought to you by blanca tune in live to interact with the hosts on wednesday nights six thirty central at www.twitch.tv backslash blanca og hope you enjoy the show
1: Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is episode 33 of Tailgate Talks. Very happy to have you all here. We got a lot for you going on today. Texas Tech baseball, a contract that made a, made the sweat of a lot of Texas Tech fans dry up instantly that we needed. Uh, basketball did a good move. Got a little bit going on in NFL. Bas- uh, NFL NBA playoffs uh, have been phenomenal to watch the last week. Uh, obviously, some shot bets coming your way. But with that, let's just go ahead and jump into the intro. Make sure, if you're not already, that you're subscribed to the podcast on Instagram. Or not on Instagram. on uh, Well, you can do that there. Follow us there. But on uh, Spotify or iTunes. If it is on iTunes, make sure you give us that rating. Give us that five-star review. Definitely helps us out in the long run, especially whenever we're trying to pull sponsorships and stuff like that. But as far as the Instagram talk does go, make sure you are following us on, on all socials. Twitter, you can find us at tailgate underscore talks. Obviously, Instagram and Facebook will be there as well. But uh, more importantly, uh, we've been dropping a lot of videos on the YouTube channel. So uh, we've been dropping three a week. We got two shorts for you guys, quick little four or five-minute videos, kind of quick, a little bit of information. You can catch some of the personality from us in there as well as uh, some, some sweet, sweet editing from Mr. Brooks down below me. Um... Uh, they, they, they've been some great videos. So Make sure to go hit up that YouTube channel, drop a subscribe, ring the bell on there. That way you can be notified any time we drop another video for you. Uh, as far as our personal accounts, Dustin, you can find him at DustinWimmer22. Brooks, you can find him at CalvinBBarrett on Twitter. And me, you can find me at Blanca, where the L is a 1. And lastly, if you have any sort of suggestions for the show or uh, need to reach out to us for any reason, you can t- uh, hit us up at the email, which is tailgatetalkspod at gmail.com. For any thoughts or questions or, again, anything you want to hear us discuss on the show more often. Uh, So, with all that out of the way, let's go ahead and just jump right into the episode. This is Tailgate Talks Club Red. Now that, like, summer's here... I'm actually kind of um, hearing that song. I'm kind of looking more and more forward to football. Yeah. I don't know. I was like, oh, yeah, let's get it. All right.
0: Uh, still got like 100 some days before football. So it's
1: it's still a ways away. But, you know, <laughs> it's just it's summertime's here. And usually summertime is whenever they start up. And so it's like, all right, let's go. Yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, so let's kick things off. We got uh, Texas Tech baseball to kick off the episode this week. Uh, we got a series win versus Kansas. Uh, we lost the first game. Not really sure what happened in that first one where, where we ended up uh, 4-7. Um, either of y'all get a chance to uh, find out like kind of what happened here to us. If we just fall flat, pitching, let them get, get a, get a, let a few two go off. What happened? Dustin, did, did you catch it?
2: No,
0: I didn't catch it, but it looked, I think it was the same thing that we've kind of been struggling with is pitching inconsistencies.
1: Yeah. all right right, Brooks? Uh,
3: yeah, good old bullpen.
1: Okay. Yeah. That's what I kind of assume whenever I'm I saw the loss. Sure. This bullpen just kind of let it get out of hand a little bit, and then bats just didn't light up in time to catch back up with the score.
3: Yeah. But Yeah, I think we were down five to four. I think Jace hit a- another bomb in, like, mm-hmm. the bottom of the eighth, make it a one-run game, and then we proceeded to give up Wait, two, two more, more runs, runs in the ninth wow. and then made it almost you know impossible to come back. So.
1: Uh, that's okay, though. We we ended up with a series win, at least. Um,
2: yeah,
3: I mean, at least. It, it's just been no frustrating year in the fact that you didn't sweep anybody in the conference, and you had multiple chances to against teams that you're far superior than, and you just, for some reason, could never put it together for three straight games.
1: Yep. Yeah, they played to the level of competition pretty often, it seemed like. But on the uh other side of that obviously we won the next two games we won the friday and the saturday game so we ended up taking the series in lubbock against kansas more big 12 wins obviously we needed more of those uh going into uh the big 12 tournament and the ncaa tournament so uh let's go ahead and uh i mean we we had the baylor game earlier this morning that went pretty well um anybody get a chance to watch this one at all
0: yeah i watched some of it um Well, one, it started at 9 a.m., so if you watched it, good for you. (laughs) Um, Sucks for all those players that would get up at, like, 6 o'clock to get their day going. What really sucks is Baylor has to play again at 9 tomorrow, and we do not.
1: No, that's great. What are you talking about? (laughs) Good for you, Baylor. So, good
0: for us (laughs) for winning that first game getting out of there. Um, We got TCU on Thursday. That'll be a really big game Mm -hmm. to determine some seeding. Luckily, they lost quite a bit of games down the stretch like the last two weeks so they slipped in the rankings big time so maybe that opened the door but if we can get a win on Thursday against TCU uh, that really sets us up for a good national bid and obviously end of the weekend
1: right because uh, isn't it the top eight teams host regionals right yeah yeah Yeah. in
0: fact our game though Drew Baker
1: was hitting bombs oh yeah hold on let's pull up the box score
3: before he could even blink he had already hit a home run
1: yeah
3: uh, ooh, yeah and then he's he,
2: home
1: run like what, home
2: first run, or second left field, field
1: first first inning
3: just teed off on it second at bat single third at bat a double he was a triple away from the cycle three innings into the game yeah and so of course his first at bat afterwards baylor plunks him because that's the kind of cowards they are yep uh <laughs> But no, we didn't get to see him hit hit for the cycle, but he did have four hits today, which was pretty impressive. We'll take um, that, now. yeah, yeah. We'll Not going to complain about that kind of performance. We, 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 and we
0: pitched, we pitched like our number three or so guy. So the fact that we had a good outing for him, and then we can have our best two guys coming up.
3: How many do
1: you
3: all know how about it? how many? He had innings? like eleven strikeouts, Mason. Yeah, he pitched. Had great. like eleven or something yeah. strikeouts, is what I saw.
1: How how deep he into the game to, did he go? He only went five, I think. Oh right, so he, yeah. pitched, he pitched perfect then. He shut him out for five. Yeah, that's good. He,
3: he did good for five, and then we went to our bullpen, and our bullpen, of course, loved to make every inning interesting, but ultimately only gave up four runs and um you put on eleven, so you didn't have to sweat too much, but still, no. For some that's... reason, that bullpen makes eight runs seem like it's not enough, <laughs> <laughs> right? Jesus. Either way, wins a win. Big Twelve tournament moving on. We
1: got the uh, TCU game coming up on Thursday, so that'll be tomorrow. If you're listening to the live recording yesterday, if you're listening yesterday. to the podcast, um. So, a- any any thoughts about going into this game? I know we did pretty well against them earlier in the season.
3: Um, where was that? I had it up here.
2: Yeah, I is. think we're going up yeah. against.
3: I think I saw we're going up against the guy that we lost to the one game that we didn't win. It's the guy who's pitching tomorrow, Micah Dallas. And it's like, no, for yeah. TCU, uh,
1: yeah, that's a oh, no, no, uh, no, Russell, Micah Russell Dallas Smith. is Sorry. a Texas Tech pitcher. Russell, Russell, <laughs> Russell Smith is, a, is the, the TCU pitcher. That yeah, it's it. good that
0: we have Micah going out there because he's been our stud the last month
2: hmm
3: And, uh, yeah, but I think their pitchers struck us out like 12 times in seven innings, so it'll be interesting to see how we go against them a second time. But that kind of hit that, you know, hit it on the head there earlier saying, you know, this is kind of for seeding. I think if you can beat them tomorrow, I think you've secured a spot in the top eight, and yeah. that's kind of what you're looking for. At
1: and least So, that, hopefully, it, Yeah. Especially with Lubbock and with Texas Tech. They do really, really well at home, I feel like. like They're, they're, they're going to have a chance to win almost any series.
0: The other big thing about that game, hmm. if we win, we get Friday off. If we lose, we got to turn around and play Friday. So if we win, we can go straight into a day off and then Saturday. Maybe just win a conference title, three straight games. Who knows? Yeah. That'd be a huge day off, especially before. Do
1: we want to win the the, the championship title, though, going into the tournament?
0: What?
3: Um, it, I think we mentioned it last week, but in past years, I don't normally care about the big 12 tournament, but I think this year I'm just kind of looking to see what our rotation and all of that looks like in a long weekend of baseball. Yeah. And you know, if we have to get to that fourth game, like who's going for you. And just kind of see what it's going to look like in case we do make it to the College World Series, and yeah, you know what what our roster is going to look like like that. So I would like to see us at least make the championship series. I think is is kind of what I'm looking at for from this team.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: I think that's good expectation. I mean we have we have another probably about one or two teams that can threaten us out of the Big Twelve realistically, and so. I think some value to the tournament's not bad, but as long as we keep seeding above eight, it really doesn't matter too much to me, in my opinion.
3: Yeah, I think that's what you're mainly looking for. But, you know, Texas was losing last I saw to West Virginia. Oh, really? And if the door's open there, I think, why not go and take it, you know, so. Damn right. <laughs> um. So,
1: that's kind of what we're looking forward to as far as the, the tournament coming up. But, uh, uh, speaking of baseball news, Big, big news, obviously, coming through for us because after the scare from the, the betrayer uh, heading to Austin, a lot of people were kind of starting to uh, uh, kind of have like a little bit of uh, uh, of uh, just a little bit of that fright coming back whenever A&M was trying to kind of steal Tadlock from us. And sure enough, Kirby comes through, gives gives Tadlock the, the lifetime contract with the school. So we locked him up. Huge news there. I was super pumped to see that because I saw Twitter basically in, in, in all sort of a scare and cry the day before this contract hit. And I don't blame him because, obviously, we just went through so, some, some serious heartbreak. But, uh, Brooks, thoughts on the contract? What do you think?
3: Yeah, I kind of missed most of the panic because I was in uh, Vegas. And so I saw, like, the news trickle in. Or I, I think I saw a couple tweets, but, you know, I was – busy with other things so i didn't really look into it and so when we arrived back from vegas on monday like the first thing i saw as soon as i got you know as soon as our plane landed i saw a tweet said that they had just agreed to the lifetime contract so i kind of missed most of the panic and stuff oh. so i i enjoyed that not was, having to go through that but, it was about you know
1: 48 hours of puckered butts the whole way, whole I, way I don't way know yeah.
0: <laughs> i don't think
1: you i was. don't I don't yeah, know I don't
0: how much traction that AM got towards Tadlock, like legitimately.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I think that was the rumor that he was going to be the number one target. And then Kirby and Tadlock, like, well, we've been here before. And literally, like a day later, they're like, we got this done. Yeah. Tadlock's not wanting to leave, obviously. And then, yeah. So they made it turn around real quick. And I don't know if A&M even got to breathe the same air that Tadlock was breathing.
1: Do we know what the actual offer is?
0: I, I didn't guess. see a money deal, but I know it's like a seven year deal and then it just starts rolling after that.
3: I think it's like 4, 1.2 4 or something a year.
0: 1. I mean, we're going to pay him top five money every year.
3: Yeah. Yeah. yeah he's going to be one of the top paid That's baseball okay. coaches <laughs> and you make him one of those guys that, you know, when he, retires he's gonna be like one of those guys who celebrated by not just our university but yeah. by all of college baseball oh, yeah. and like a guy who's built the program and turn it into a team that used to just hope to get to the tournament and is a team that now expects to make it to mm-hmm. omaha every year which is I so mean,
1: again that's all we're hoping for out of fans is just just a chance we just want a chance to get there Play in a bigger stage, playing a m- meaningful game, and have a shot at every game we go into. And Tadlock's Tadlock's the man. Yeah, I'm looking down here, A and M offered him 1.2 million a year. That was that's what they tried to try to throw at him. And I guess I guess we beat that. I, I don't know exactly what Texas Tech offered, but apparently we, we we smoked that one, and he's with us for life. So,
3: well, we got him that, and then right on you know right before the weekend we throughout that we're going to be you know throwing out new facilities for the baseball team too so not only do we lock up the best coach we've ever had here we're bringing him some new facilities so imagine all the winning we've done with kind of subpar facilities imagine the winning we'll do once we got top-notch facilities uh future is bright it's nice to not lose another coach yeah (laughs) um like that but i don't think everybody any, really ever thought that he was actually gonna leave no but
1: i think it was more of the fear from 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 beard heading to austin
3: yeah uh, i think it was that, just that, uh
1: <laughs> it was just that honestly i think it was mostly just people just playing like flashbacks no, not again. again no 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 <laughs> so uh continuing on with the baseball discussion uh we did we did do pretty well this season obviously uh, we had quite a few players nominated and brought into the All Big 12 uh, Season Awards. Uh, do one of y'all actually have a written up list for this, or do we want
3: to just go down it? Yeah, I wrote out everything. Dustin, you got it too?
0: Uh, I'm just looking on what Arlie has pulled up, but I kind of know a couple of them. So, Brooks, you can
3: take it away. Yeah, we'll start off with the honorable mentions, I guess. And that was Ryan Sublette, uh, one of our relief pitchers probably our most reliable relief pitcher. Yeah. Um, and then Patrick Monteverde starting pitcher had been our Friday night guy kind of took a little dip kind of at the end of the season here, but second teams, we got Micah Dallas who's come on real strong as of late. He probably our most trusted pitcher right now. And then Braxton Fulford, who's been just locking it down behind the plate all year and been really good with the bat. And then first-teamers comes as no surprise, Jace Young, Cal Conley, and Drew Baker. uh, Three dudes who've just been killing it all season. And then, of course, your Big 12 Player of the Year. Boom. Keeping it in the family, back-to-back, basically. Jace Young wins the Big 12 Player of the Year. Awesome. guy who just torched it all year. They become the first pair of brothers to ever win the award. Oh, really? So that was kind of cool. That's yeah, cool. So, yeah, first say, brothers.
0: Four out of the last five Big Twelve player of the years have come from Tech.
3: Yep.
2: True.
0: Excluding last year, obviously, because they didn't have a season. But yeah, yeah. yeah. but
1: yeah. but still, Dating
0: back the last six years and five seasons, we've had four of the last five.
1: Texas Tech baseball is real. It, it's 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 here to stay, and that's. And that's what's it. funny
0: is one of those guys, the guy mm. that started that tradition, you could say, is our first base coach.
1: Good year. Yep. What tradition? Of being just the Big 12 player of the year. Oh, awesome. yeah. Oh, okay. Gotcha. I was like, wait, wait, wait. What did, uh, I being missed awesome. a beat on that. Okay, sorry. Yeah. The tradition of being awesome for Texas Tech baseball players.
2: <laughs>
3: yeah. Um, so, you know, big uh, – obviously, Jason has been just really fun to watch this yeah. year. And so I, I think a lot of Tech fans kind of assumed he was going to win the award. But we've seen the Big 12 do dumb things before, like Kobe big 12 players of the year yeah (laughs) we've seen that plenty of times so it was just nice to see them give it to him outright uh and yeah so appreciate that
1: (laughs) No, it's good and i mean we take it and and it's even though it's just an award it's not like we won we won the national title it still gives some legitimacy or value uh from from onlookers as to the work that that texas tech has put in this year that's good to see it's good to see that. Um, so let's go ahead, and uh, we're we're gonna turn on to the next page. We're gonna look ahead at uh, Texas Tech basketball. Take a quick stab at that one. Something we had been uh, hoping for on every single recruitment announcement to come through. We've been waiting for it. And announcement after announcement, we kept getting 6'6. 6-6, 6-6. We have finally recruited a six eleven forward, uh, Daniel Bacho. Uh, so. Have any of y'all ever ever get to watch this kid play?
0: I don't know anything about him except <laughs> that he's tall. Thank I mean, God, he's <laughs> got a big dude. That's all I care about. When I,
3: when I saw that he committed, it was like, who? I hadn't even heard him on the radar or anything like. So it was I mean, came kind of I think as a big surprise to most of us.
1: I mean, we'll we'll, we'll take it. You know, it's it's yep. going to be a sophomore we'll year. It. Hey, uh, yeah, big we 6'11, 245. So he's got a little bit behind him.
3: Saw that 6'11. He comes in, he was a four star recruit when he was coming into college from France, as you mentioned a little bit earlier. Uh, set out last year due to injury, so he still has four years of eligibility remaining. Um, you know, I, I hard to find numbers on him being that he played in France, but you know he played in this tournament for some like a french french like kind of high school elite team or something like that it seems like he had pretty good stats averaged like a double double throughout the tournament so just kind of some encouraging things of course some people yeah. found some clips of him and posted it and i mean he looks fun he looks like a fun potential player tall. to have on your team he looks <laughs> tall he, looks he tall. moves
1: he looks not 6-6 Looks tall, but
3: the, the fun thing about him in it because we've gone to this kind of foreigner, you know, path for uh tall oh, guys yeah. lately, and, and a lot of them seemed not very fluid in their movements. Um, you know, that like kind of were growing into their body still. But if you watch some of his clips, like he looks like he's you know got that athleticism there already um understands his body and, and its movements and and moves pretty fluidly so that's kind of encouraging to see he's obviously had a year in college um through a program arizona pretty highly touted pac-12 school so you know not a bad get we'll see what he turns into being How here
0: all he looks right there
1: yeah i got it i got it pulled up on the stream if y'all want to want to catch a video clip of him playing it's,
0: it's
3: tall
1: good post up dude yeah he's oh. freaking huge all right so i mean there's there, yeah, there, the there's
0: can't teach, can't teach 6-11 but can six eleven move and take a dribble like that
1: yeah, let's see yeah he, he, he's he's got some good hands to him and he's moving what like yeah look at that right there that was good yeah, yeah he, i think i saw that
3: and i was like all right that'll work i'll take that <laughs> he, he's gonna fit
1: he's gonna fit for 6-6 especially he's moving yeah. extremely look at
3: he sprinted down the court the whole way and beat half the team yeah so yeah. some encouraging things you see there you ho- obviously hope you know he comes back from his injury well yeah. but another big guy or a big guy added and now we'll hope to add another guy we're still looking at several dudes in the transfer portal so I'm hoping that you know we get a commitment from one of them here soon but you got one of them so is
1: there is there still talk about trying to pull another big
3: yeah well, yeah there's we're, we've got several names in there Bryson Williams the UTEP kid I've mentioned several times here we're still waiting on a well, Here to hear where he's going um we're still waiting on a, a guy named eno something i can't remember he's mm. a Juco kid that we're still waiting to hear um so those are the kind of main ones okay. right now that i've heard us to have ties well, to but
1: we got one either way and and it seems like this big guy can move so we'll we'll we'll, we'll take the 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 dub on that one that's awesome I love yeah. it good 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 pickup by them yeah i had no idea who this was. And for a second, I was like, was that one of the guys that Brooks mentioned? And then that kind of went away, but we'll take it. We'll take that. Cool. Uh, So I think that kind of wraps up our, our club red for the week. Uh, Obviously uh, we got the big 12 tournament ahead for baseball to be looking at, looking into. So if you get the chance, make sure you tune in for that. Hopefully our boys pull that off and get a cup, maybe one or two more good wins to lock in that top eight seed. And obviously tech basketball doing well. Uh, so with that, let's go ahead and jump over to uh, the NFL. We're going to talk a little bit of football. Not a lot of news there. Dustin's super excited.
0: Uh, <laughs> kind of am actually. It's ridiculous. It's getting ridiculous.
1: Yeah, it, it it's, it's entertaining. I mean, all right, all right. Let's kick it over to football. Play the news. So Dustin, uh what's the news around the league? What's happening in the NFL? There's a there's a lot of uh, entertainment going on. Oh uh, fill God. the people in.
0: So it used to be that the NBA was the drama queen of like off-season and the NFL is really just trying to take it over cuz all with all the Aaron Rodgers BS and then now you have Julio Jones saying on live television by accident that yeah, I'm out of there like saying i'm not going back to atlanta real quick
1: like i didn't i didn't hear that part holy that's great so
0: shannon sharp calls him while they're on tv which Uh one that's a bs move was it staged maybe but
1: that feels either
0: way he tells him after the fact that oh yeah we're on live air and julio's like yeah i'm out of there
1: did he did he mean to Oh yeah. He didn't
0: stutter. He didn't hesitate. He's like, no, I'm out of there. I want to go to a team that wins. That so pretty then, much it. He didn't, he didn't necessarily just say a single team, but I, I just, so my, ready.
1: from what I heard is all, all that they're really wanting for him because he's been kind of injury prone and because he's been, uh, uh, um he's kind of in his later years, I think he's in his 13th year in the NFL um that all they wanted and i mean not all they wanted but what they were gonna be wanting was just a first round pick which if let's say they do get him to green bay and green bay still keeps Aaron Rodgers, that first round pick is going to be what pick number 31
0: yeah i mean the picks aren't gonna matter yeah no the best one i heard was that now your boy deandre hopkins is trying to get him down to Arizona. No, they're just trying to get like the best 2010 receivers they can. They got. They have Larry Fitzgerald, DeAndre Hopkins, Julio Jones. Who else? Did they just get this
1: year. I'm forgetting somebody. I mean, they they picked up JJ, but not not on the offense.
0: <laughs> they're trying to just go back 10 years and get all the Pro Bowlers. I think they
1: are. I think they're they're, they're going It'll to like the, the 20, just... 2012 Pro Bowl and just being like, all right, let's get all of them.
3: It'd be of fun to see. What would be really fun to see? Cliff get Julio and still go like eight and eight with him. <laughs> <laughs> we we can't go eight and eight anymore. <laughs> oh, f- seven and nine. Thing. There we go. Sorry.
1: Okay. Wait, no. that's, still oh, that's still
3: the that's same. That's still the same. same that's still the same number. First. Sixteen. Yeah, seven and ten, man.
1: There
3: we go. <laughs> <laughs> eight and nine. <laughs> Breaks my brain, man. <laughs> last last week it was Dustin. This week it's me.
1: Just math and shit.
0: <laughs> it's ridiculous of all the Aaron Rodgers and Julio Jones and all these. Like it's the end of May. Like, why are we making so many headlines? Like, yeah, I have no idea. I don't, know. I don't get it. Get over it. Well, meanwhile, Tom Brady's just having practice with the boys, getting the gang back together to go win. Oh, on the title. dude, you don't hear the, any the, the the the, the
1: summer Bucks, summer. the Bucks and the Chiefs are probably the most relaxed going into this next season, out of out of any roster. I feel like because they don't have. They don't have anything to prove, and they have the talent to back up literally everything they're gonna try and Thinking accomplish. I we're
0: not gonna have the NFL segment one of these weeks, and they just keep
1: they keep doing dumb
0: stuff. do we A bit of news. We have a lot of NBA stuff to talk about. We all stop over there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we'll take it though. We'll take it. Um, all right, cool, cool. So that that is kind of the main news for the week. Uh, obviously, there's still the the little bit of a uh, little bit of Rogers Rogers drama, but. Outside of that, nobody really cares. Uh, the only main thing was Julio Jones wanting out of Atlanta, which I'm not surprised of. The team is, has been, since that upset loss, has been mediocre to bad. And so, like, I would be wanting out of there too, especially if I was uh, as potentially talented as Julio Jones is. I don't know if he still has it, but, there's there you know, he, he's got good hands, and Matty Ice is good, but not, not amazing. Um so let's go ahead and uh, wrap this up. We're going to actually jump to what will be the bulk of the episode. NBA playoffs going on right now. A um, lot going on there. Obviously, we had the play-in games, and we got the first round that we can talk about. Uh, we're going to kick that over to Brooks in a second. This is, uh, this is our NBA discussion. All right. So, uh talks NBA discussion. Uh Brooks, kick us off with it here. Um we had the play-in game with the Warriors and Lakers. Uh let us know how it went.
3: Yeah, pass me the rock. I got this. Um <laughs> Yeah, so NBA playoffs are underway. Most teams have played two two games by now if they haven't, they're playing tonight to get that second game in. But as of last episode, we were kicking it off right before the NBA playing game for the Lakers and Warriors started. Since then, we've had an incredible LeBron James shot over Steph Curry that put them at the seventh seed. And then we had the Grizzlies knock off Steph Curry and take the eighth seed. So no Steph Curry in the playoffs, his greatest year ever, probably no playoffs for him. Hmm. What is that? What does that mean? I don't know. Steph never gets anybody to crap on him. Everybody loves Steph. Um, But I don't know. Kind of disappointing that you couldn't beat the Grizzlies at home in this year where you've just been going off every single game and you lose to John Morant and Dylan Brooks. (laughs)
0: Dude, hold on. Speaking of your boy Brooks –
1: your, your cousin.
0: I remember watching him at Oregon. When did he get to be 6'7? Um, <laughs> I
3: was like, I mean, what is this? <laughs> he's still growing. I, I guess he's still growing when he got to the league. I, Dude, he's I, mean, I don't really he's have an, a, he's an explanation. Like,
0: killer. He locked stuff down.
3: Us Brookses, we mature you know, <laughs> a little bit. We hit our prime some, some you know, late, a little late late bit later problems. in life. So, um, you know, he was really? just. He just hadn't hit the cusp yet, but now he's there, and he's Dylan. knocking Steph Curry out of the playoffs. He joins uh, the group so of
0: great Brooks's. Jordan joins. Well, Kev, we've got uh, a lot of them. Start doing Alvin. our Brooks of the Week on here. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Who's going to be this week's Brooks of the Week? There's we a lot going on with that. Brooks's in the world, really. It's a lot kind of, of crazy. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so Steph gets bounced. Grizzlies take the eight seed. And that said, our playoff field and games got going. Um, Let's kind of check in on how the first round's going. Let's start on the Eastern Conference side, because that's the more boring side, really. Yeah. A lot of snooze fest series over there. We have the one seed 76ers versus the eight seed uh, Wizards. Wizards snuck in there. Um, That one's going to be a laughable series. I don't really see anything to talk about there. The Nets are just destroying the Celtics as we figured it was going to happen. I don't really see much to talk about there other than the nope. fact that we finally get to see all three of them, the Nets' best players play together. And
1: well, and they're doing well. Uh, what was that? Uh, what was that fourth guy that they kept kicking it out to for like a? He was just draining threes left and right. Joe Harris. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Joe
3: Harris. Yeah, the token white guy who just drains threes. Every That's team's got literally
1: him. like. His, like they're they're trying to guard all three of their big their, their their big three basically, and they just keep kicking it out to him wide open, draining the three.
3: Yeah, and Blake Griffin just keeps dunking all of a sudden. Right. You he, know, it's he just he can't dunking stop again. dunking. Well, I I hate that so much that you can just act like you're terrible all of a sudden, and a team just gets you for nothing, and now you're like, oh, I'm good, guys. <laughs> mm-hmm. Such he has 19,
0: Nineteen dunks since he got to the Nets.
3: Yeah, such <laughs> bullshit. Although if he had gone to the Lakers, I'd have been like, I love this. <laughs>
0: yeah. Don't talk about my Nets like that. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs>
3: um, other series that we thought was going to be interesting, we've got the Bucks and the Heat, and the Bucks are just
1: rolling, putting it
3: on the Heat. I mean, it was a good first game. Did you catch the first game at all?
1: Yeah, yeah, I watched that. It was, it was, it was a uh, competitive. Very, very then they got railed game. the second game.
3: Oh, and then, yeah, yeah it's, it's second over. game. Over. Second game was over after like two minutes into the game. Um, I saw the heat at one point once they started trailing by 25 points, they never got it under 25. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, they're disappointed. So that,
0: like, they're they need to figure man. some stuff out because obviously, like. Jimmy Butler and the five white dudes they are trying to roll out there are not oh, working.
1: Butler needs to step up a little bit more, I feel like. He's getting outscored every game.
3: Well, Butler and Bam Adebayo, their two best players, have shot very poorly from the field so far in the series. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tyler Hero has taken a step back this year. Trash. And, you know, you're just not getting It's just not the same team that we saw last year that made the finals. Uh, and the Bucks have gotten better. They
2: yeah.
3: added players that are a lot better than players they had in their yeah. team last I'd say, year.
0: I'd say good for the Bucks on this. I think the Heat are who we thought they were, kind of thing. And the Bucks are putting them in their place.
1: Oh, I, I kind of heard a little bit of a good take on that on that series though, which was uh the Miami Heat are a little bit younger overall, and so being from yeah. Miami yeah. and playing in the bubble where they're taken away from the distractions of Miami and they can just play basketball was a big benefit to them. And so this time around they have the fans, they got the the Miami uh, opening back up and they they just haven't been as dialed in, I think.
3: Yeah. Well, I think a lot of it was the bubble provided a lot of good shooting. Um, And, and I think some of the outside stuff had to do with it, but there is a lot of like the sight lines were a lot better. Dude's,
2: I think everybody there
3: had their best. Sh- everybody there had like their best shooting uh, numbers for a stretch there. Yeah. You know, Jamal Murray was putting up fifty-point games. Donovan Mitchell was putting up fifty-point games. Anthony Davis shot like over sixty-five percent from the field. Like a lot of people were putting up absurd numbers, and that's just because of the environment they were in and that stadium provided.
2: Yep, was it yeah. g-
3: good for shooters? Now you're back in the real world and these guys have regressed back to where they probably would have been had we been in actual stadiums and stuff. So um, tough for the heat. They're probably going to get bounced in this first round oh, yeah. pretty you, you quickly, think, I would say. You think Miami, or uh,
1: Milwaukee gets the sweep? Uh,
0: I'm not going to say the sweep. sweep. It won't go more than that.
3: I think Miami will get one, but just the dominance that they had over them – Uh, just kind of shows me that this Bucks team is ready to take maybe that next step here. We'll see. And then the last series over there in the East, it's game two is going on right now, and the Hawks are currently up 15 headed to the half. Uh, It was a fun first game, and Trey Young in that. This characters. is going to get intense.
0: Like this whole series, I feel like it's going to get heated.
3: I mean, they're up Trey by young. Has become right now, enemy though. number one to New York City. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they hate him. He hits the shot. He says it's fucking quiet as, or he says it's quiet as fucking here after he hits the shot. Um, I don't like him, but that was a pretty cool uh, moment for him. And yep. no, Texas Tech no longer is like i think his enemy number one i think it's yeah. now it's new york and I think <laughs> new york has taken Dude, the
1: mantle the freaking governor us. of new york came out and called him out on that shit
0: on one of the, the mayors <laughs> they were talking about it and you know some of them were like this was bad on the knicks fans for using that kind of language and one of the boston reporters she chimed in she's like Texas Tech did this to him real quick. <laughs> yeah, she, she I was, knew. I
3: was, I was like, listening to stuff, and I was hoping somebody would know like that he. She was she because was he like, mentioned it's not the first time he has dealt with it. Yeah, because when they interviewed him after the game, and he said he got it in college, and uh, yep, and I was hoping that somebody would know what school did it. Maybe yeah. that's a trivia question later on in life. <laughs> but um, he yeah, Jackie McMullen,
0: him. super NBA reporter for from Boston, she. <laughs> jumped on that real quick. and Yeah, that.
3: love Jackie. Jackie's great. Yes, um, Jack but, yeah, go. you know, first playoff series and he's come out and he's had had a good game with the winning shot and then turns around here and he's having a really good game too right now. So we'll see how this one plays. I figured this one would be a little bit closer, but the Knicks offense, man, it's just uh, not being good. And Julius Randle has not been the all-star caliber player that he was in the regular season. But that
1: was kind of my um, that was kind of my fear for this team going into it was that they were just going to be a hot uh, a hot regular season team down the stretch and that I thought with the Hawks experience over the last five ten years total I guess of of, of making playoff appearances not these Hawks but
3: you know yeah, and the, the, these Hawks have no playoff experience yeah yeah, yeah. The only but, Hawk but that just, has playoff experience I think is Clint Capella um and but. I think mainly maybe their coach, Nick McMillan, now is probably the only thing that's but, really but they, changed they, this they, team they around. They have
1: playoff appearances. And so the, the 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 identity of the team or the core behind the team has a little bit more experience in the playoffs. I feel like that's showing now. That's just me. Knicks, Knicks haven't really been playoff. I, just, I, I, don't,
3: I, don't, I don't feel like that's a – I know. I don't feel like their playoff – like Danilo Gallinari and Clint Capella. And then on the Knicks, they've got Taj Gibson and Derrick Rose, and they have the same guys who've been in playoff runs, you know. But none of your best players have ever had a playoff True. run. And talking about like the Hawks, like last five years or whatever, none of those dudes are still on the team. That's so I, I really feel like that's not a difference. It's just the fact that I think Trey Young's stepping up to the occasion. 20 points by the hand. and Julius Randle. Is not stepping up to the occasion, and when your best player has thrown up a dud and a half so far, uh, that makes it really difficult.
1: Yeah, I mean, he he has two points. He's zero
3: for six so far. Yeah, it ain't good. That ain't good from a all star. A guy, a guy. People gave MVP votes to most yeah, most true. improved player of the year. That most too. improved player of the year. So yeah. that's that's not great. That's not great. He's gonna then, have to. There's. He's gonna have practice. to start. Yeah, but I, at the same time, it's he's got to step his game up. Um, a ton. If they want to have a chance. Um, that pretty much wraps up what we've got going in the Eastern Conference. I think. I think most of us had that going. You know, Sixers, Nets, Bucks. I know Dustin kind of had the heat in that one. Um, and then we had a little bit of differential uh, opinions on the Knicks Hawks. I think me and Dustin had the Knicks, but not looking good for us in that. Let's go over to the Western Conference. This is where the more entertaining basketball has been taking place so far. Yeah. As of now, I think every series has played two games except for the Jazz uh, and the Grizzlies. But at this particular moment, all the lower seeds hold home court advantage over the high seeds. So, we mentioned the Grizzlies knocked off the Warriors to get that eight seed. They turn around and grab game one from the Donovan mitchell Jazz, <laughs> which has sparked some controversy within the Jazz organization. Yeah. Are y'all familiar with what is going on there? Oh, yeah. So, Donovan Mitchell, who hadn't played the last month of the season due to an injury, yeah, says he's ready, and they say he's ready to go for game one. Not on the injury report, not on the injury report the day of the game, but the training staff doesn't clear him to play. Even though he says he's ready to go, they don't play him. They proceed to lose game one, and now he's furious that they didn't let him play, and he's pissed off at the organization. and Something that he's already had a fractured relationship with when you think about last year and the whole Rudy Gobert COVID incident that happened. Do you think it's panic time for the Jazz, or is this just one of those one game, the Grizzlies caught them, and this is going to be Jazz the rest of the way?
1: If the Jazz don't win this series, then, yeah, it's panic, and I I could almost put money that Mitchell wants out. I don't know. Dustin, what do you think?
0: One game, it's just a little spark in the wind. It'll blow over. They'll win a few games. They'll win the series. And I think it'll be buried. I mean, it might get brought up later, but I don't think it's a big deal. I think it's no deal. And Donovan Mitchell's just pissed in the moment, which he should be. That's okay. But come out and wreck shop the rest of the series, win four to one, four to two, and take care of business. And you got the number one seed. Don't screw this up by being a locker room cancer all of a sudden and spreading wildfire, you know?
3: Yeah, I I don't think this is anything for them to super be worried about. I understand Mitchell's young and he's a competitor and you want to be out there when you think you're ready. Uh, Reports I've heard is that he's been training with uh, other people instead of the Jazz training staff. And so I think that's where it gets complicated is, well, the Jazz training staff don't really know how ready he is because he hasn't been with them. So if they clear him and he goes out there and gets hurt, who does that fall back on? It falls back on them. It doesn't yeah. fall back on whoever Mitchell's been but training. That's kind of on so. him
0: for yeah. training independently, which totally fine. But you also got to check in with your team staff to get cleared for games. Like, yeah, there's liability on that.
3: So interest, interesting little subplot there though. Cause yeah. I think a lot of people assume the jazz were just going to kind of wipe the floor with the Grizzlies in the fall game one does make it a little interesting, although I still believe that they'll take the series. It might be six games, five, six games, but, you know, we'll see. Um, uh, The two seed in the Western Conference, the Phoenix Suns, they got handed the Los Angeles Lakers. And while an exciting and fun season for the Phoenix Suns, they were dealt a pretty shitty hand for the playoffs, and then they were dealt an even shittier hand in game one with Chris Paul getting hurt. While they were able to take game one from the Lakers, the Lakers bounce back with an awesome performance from Anthony Davis, some vintage LeBron shooting down the stretch, and they take game two, even the series up, as they head back to L.A. Dustin, you had the Lakers winning this series, but not going very far. What have you thought from the Lakers so far in this short playoff run?
0: These games have gone how I thought so far. Um, I thought with the extra couple or one game play in game that the Lakers would be, you know, coming in a little, a little hesitant, I guess. And Phoenix took it to them. There's some tussles in there. That game might, that series might get a little interesting also little heated between Chris Paul and LeBron and everybody else kind of getting tangled up and ripping each other's shoulders out and poking eyes and all kinds of stuff. But typical LeBron, he has lost a lot of game ones in series. I think like 60% of game ones he's lost – or 60% of series he's lost game ones, he has come back to win, <clears throat> whereas the average is about 20%. So – yeah. LeBron kind of likes to do this, I guess you could say, of like coming out a little easy and seeing how the other team is and playing it a little slow and then taking care of business from there.
3: Yeah, exactly. Uh Arley, you got any thoughts on the Lakers uh kind of slow start to the playoffs so far?
1: Uh I mean, uh kind of riding the coattails on that one. I mean, it, it was it was almost an intentional slow start. Get a feel for how they're doing playoff wise and then kind of see what they're going to be like competitively in a playoff scenario, completely different from the regular season. And with that, with that CP three injury, I, 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 I'm having a hard time pulling for this or thinking the Suns are going to drag this out more than six. Yeah. Um, Like the Lakers. No, I I think they had to like, you know, like have you ever like played again in a game where you know, you're way better than a team, but you got to try and figure out how much effort you really got to put in.
2: So LeBron does.
1: Yeah. Like, like, like that's kind of what they did in that first series. You can afford to lose the first one, but you can see how hard you got to go to win that series. And I think that's kind of what they did with that first game. They just test the waters and they figured out, well, all right, AD needs to go off and LeBron can't fall flat under 20 points. Like, all right, keys to victory. They did it and they won.
3: Yeah. I, I, Not going to lie, I was about to hit the panic button last night when the Lakers had the lead, had a 15-point lead in the fourth quarter, and then the Suns came back. They popped the campaign, and he (laughs) brought them back. They took the lead down the stretch, and I was a little nervous there. There was like about four minutes or so left, and I think it was a Suns lead. I was a little nervous. if They can't go down 0-2. This is going to be really difficult for them to come back if Chris Paul isn't playing healthy and they still can't beat the Suns. The crowd was getting into it, Mm -hmm. which I just forgot what it's like to watch a game with that kind of energy. And it was so much fun. But the Suns are being chippy and they just had all these plays. And I thought that the Lakers were going to blow it. And then the Lakers finally did what they should have done all along at the three minute 42nd second second left mark in the game they threw ad at the five and that shit was a wrap i tell you what i cannot understand for the life of me why the lakers keep throwing that bitch ass andre drummond out there for whatever minutes he plays the game he's gonna get numbers just because he's freaking big and he's gonna get rebounds and putbacks and all that but he just clogs the freaking paint man and guess who needs room to work with in the paint anthony davis lebron james and all he does is sit down there, camp the basket, because he can't do anything other than score right around the rim. He's freaking trash on defense. Aiton's been having his way with him down low. He doesn't need to play. Marcus Dahl comes in, and all of a sudden the offense opens up. They're able to move the ball around. Marcus all can actually shoot a three, uh, so he makes the offense look better. But for some reason, Vogel keeps like, we got to play Andre Drummond. Got to play him. But – The best lineup the Lakers have is Anthony Davis at the five. Mm -hmm. They do that, game's over. So this is the lineup they go to down the stretch. They go AD at center, LeBron, KCP, which I still don't understand why he's playing either there because he's been trashed these two games, Alex Caruso, and Dennis Schroeder. Dennis Schroeder has a great game yesterday. Your three best players are... LeBron, AD, Schroeder, and your fourth might be Caruso right now because he's actually playing consistent and he's not scared to shoot it like KCP and stuff. But uh, I'll just baffle that how many minutes Drummond got? It's ridiculous.
1: Car- Caruso is is so so on the points, but he he's more of a just a oh a, a, a try hard defensive a, presence.
3: He's the energy guy. He's gonna make the right play. He knows yeah. what he's doing. He's not really gonna. While he might not be an offensive threat, he's going to make the right pass. He's going to make the right play. He's going to take the shot if it's there, and he's not going to. He's going to give you great defensive minutes. So, I just I was just baffled at how much I saw Drummond last night and watching Aiton just torch him down low was. I was just like, what the hell are we doing here? Like, do we want to win this game or not? And then they finally go 80 at the five, and it was over. They couldn't score until the refs decided they were just going to keep letting Devin Booker shoot free throws. Even the game was over. I saw
1: that literally, they weren't touching
3: him. It was bullshit at the uh, end of that game. Yeah. I thought they were maybe in over that the refs were trying to get or something. I don't know. But I don't know. I was a little bit on the panic mode because the thing I thought that the Lakers had the advantage on were were big guys down low they had Drummond. they got gasol they got montrez harold they got anthony davis and ayton had been eating up the big guys in the first two games so i was like what the advantage that i thought the lakers had they haven't really had so far in the series and if they're going to lose those two games i just didn't really know what the adjustment is unless you just decide to go ad at the five and quit playing trash drummond and trash harold and you know, give give Salsa minutes because I think he's all right. But anyway, sorry I had to go on my little. No, no, what
2: a, rain. a It was there
1: I... as a resident
3: Laker fan.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: well, resident LeBron fan. Yeah, uh... <laughs> LeBron. No, so.
1: it was it was a good it was a good game last night. I, I I was there, or I was watching the 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 end of it. That point where you were talking about, where where the Phoenix Suns caught up for a second. But then like you kinda saw the switch go. And like yeah. whenever whenever they did move A D, like uh you could see the switch in the gameplay and it just looked it looked in their control. Like like how yeah. it should have been the entire time. It just looked in the Lakers' control, like they didn't miss a beat. For the it rest looked of like game.
3: when you're like the older sibling and you're playing your younger sibling in like a one on one outside and you're just kind of letting them feel like they're really good and then you don't want them to actually beat you so then you decide it's over and it's over that's what it looked like last right. night that's what it was as felt soon as like. they decided to, as soon as they decided to play defense and start knocking down shots it was a wrap yeah that been... it's still been a really fun series it's felt like the western conference finals in the first two games so far but Anyway,
2: I like so it. That's, no, that's, I I like this
1: matchup. I think it's been interesting. I think there's been good drama. There's been good basketball play. Like, I love it. I I do love this series quite a bit.
3: Let's move on to another series that's happening. We'll get to the series that I think all of us have enjoying the most at the very end of this. Let's go Blazers Nuggets. Blazers dominated game one. Stole. Home court from the Nuggets right off the bat, but then the Nuggets bounce back with a big game-two win and an impressive Jokic performance. Dustin, your Blazers, they're a streaky team. They can kill you offensively. They can get torched defensively. think they have a shot in pulling the series off after the first couple games have played out.
0: Yeah, I still think they have a chance. I mean, you never know when they're going to go for – 130 or 140 a night, but then you also never know if they're going to give up 130 a night. <clears throat> and oh yeah, yeah, Jokic had his way with him. It's fun to watch Jokic have those games because he moves so slow, but then he's so fun to just watch nail shots and do whatever he wants. Um, that was impressive. Dame, just from the logo, just pulling up for fun.
3: Mm-hmm. Like,
0: yeah. thought that look like a free throw. Like, that's stupid.
3: dame still did dame things in game two like he put up 40 something points 42 and they still lost by like 20 something the blazers just aren't built
0: to defend anybody and you're never gonna win playoff games that way yeah you're gonna have to play defense down the stretch of games i mean you can get into games 120 to 130 but then you're gonna have to lock down some people and figure it out and they don't have anybody that can do that they literally have every offensive weapon you can and nobody on defense that you can. And yeah, I mean, yeah, they could maybe win this series, but they're not going to go any further than that.
3: Uh, Harley I, you know, the nuggets are out there. You think the nuggets are going to be able to stave off. Uh, I, I, I think Fortune that, that I think that Dane the, Lillard.
1: the nuggets win this, but like long, like a long series. They're not going to close this out in gentlemen's or anything like that. Like, I think that they close this out in the very last game of the series, but I think that they're just overall more talented and they have any kind of resemblance of a defense. Like Blazers can hook up points and they can score any fast and they can blow you out of the water, but they don't have a defense to counter whenever somebody else has got the hot hand. So like, just because of that, like I think this goes deep because Lillard's just too hard to say that he's going to ever get swept in any series ever. I would never put that money on that at all. But I feel like this goes 7 and I still think the Nuggets take this one.
3: I'm still going with my Blazers pick on this one. I still think they have enough to get through it. I think Nurkic is the big key to the Blazers success here in this run if he can stay out of foul trouble and just focus on Jokic and let Jokic get his but if he limits Jokic's assists like in game 1 Jokic had one assist that's good numbers let let Jokic get his make the rest of the nuggets who haven't really you know ever been on that stage and proven that they can beat you let them beat you and um, you know, that yeah. they did that successfully in game one, not so successfully in game two, yep. but it's still going to be a fun series. Nuggets blazers always lives up to the hype, but yeah, the a little- series that I don't think any of us have seen, would have seen playing out the way it has so far, the Los Angeles Clippers and the Dallas Mavericks with the Mavericks leading two games to nothing after two games in Los Angeles, Dustin only 31 teams have ever won the first two road games of a best of seven series the Dallas Mavericks being that 31st team what are your thoughts as our resident Mavericks fan how you feeling about the outcome so far
0: I mentioned it last week that I wouldn't be surprised if the Mavericks handle the Clippers and now that we're two games in and they've sustained good runs and good games at the Clippers stadium. I'm like, is Luca going to kill the Clippers? Like remember like two years ago when Pat Mahomes killed the Texans and they just blew up after that. This is what this feels like. You
1: gotta, it feels you like gotta Luka's say got. what you got to say it.
0: <laughs> but does it not feel the same?
1: Think about I, it. Look, I, I, I think I think it'll be a similar outcome, but yeah, keep going, keep going.
0: I I think it feels like Luca's gonna kill the Clippers and they're gonna lose this series and the Clippers are gonna blow it up and who knows in what way, but come back next season with a whole different kind of roster and mindset. But I think this is
3: Luca's game and the Clippers are just there. Yeah, Arlie, I I I, you, I have you to didn't agree. like you. You didn't like the Clippers coming into this. You I still don't wanted the Mavs to win because you didn't appreciate how the Clippers go about their process. How are you feeling so far?
1: I I, I think that this is a, a, a full uh, show of the work that the Clippers have put in this year. They sat their players for half the season and yeah. and we're going into the playoffs and you're going to try and go against. I'm sorry, but like. Uh, as much as I hate rooting for, for Dallas, like I love watching this Dallas team play. And Luka is the hottest hands in, I think, basketball in these playoffs. Uh, maybe not the highest scoring overall. I, I don't know if he's hitting the highest average. but
0: well, You want a stat?
1: Uh, should we do it now?
0: While we're on Luka. Yeah, let's go. Oh. While we're on it, let's do it.
1: Take that for data.
0: So, Luca is now eight games into his postseason career, and he is the first player in NBA history through eight career – his first eight career games to have 250-plus points, 70-plus rebounds, and 70-plus assists. First player ever through first eight playoff games. Not even the great LeBron James did that.
3: Guess who all of those are against? Los Angeles Clippers.
0: Clippers. (laughs) (laughs) Like like Artie was saying, like, they won sat players into the season to pinpoint themselves the into this series. And then you're supposed to be, you're supposed to have two of the best wing defenders in Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. And Luca's is making them
1: look stupid. It's embarrassing. Yeah, I saw. It's embarrassing. And, <laughs> and, and I, uh, in all honesty, like Kawhi goes from, from the number one shopped player in the entire NBA, because he won with the, with the Raptor, or with the, uh, with Toronto, yeah, Raptors, and and uh, and and he won with them in one year after being traded away from San Antonio, and so it, it, it was all like, oh, Kawhi is the new LeBron, and he can carry any team to an NBA title, and then they go and do load management with the Clippers in his first year, and then they're just they they don't make what they got knocked out in the second round last year, like it was embarrassing. I
3: got knocked out. Not even that. You get knocked out in the second round when he had a three-one lead. And you had like a lead in every single one of those games down the stretch and he couldn't do it. Like, like, um, you, you know, what wins
1: long series is team chemistry playing together, knowing what it's going to be like game after game after game, instead of half the time, maybe he'll be here. Maybe the other time he's sitting in a suit on the sideline. No, no, no. I'm happy yeah. to see these, these Clippers losing. They just, de- this is where they deserve to be. And I, I, if they get one win out of the series, maybe, but like, Watching Luca hit that shot and then clapping right at uh, um, oh
3: freaking Pat, Be- yeah, Pat, Pat Beverly's face. Pat, Pat Beverly back down and he goes, you- Pat Beverly, who acts like he's won three championships but ain't ever won shit that's so that- and talks more crap than anybody. That was that's I why that I want to see this back team back lose. Like, you're too small,
0: too small. <laughs> oh God. God. So it was that, also like only halfway through the first quarter when he did that, and I'm like, hey, that's setting a tone right there.
1: That's just that's my thing. It's just, uh, it, 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 this is a fan funded game. This is a fan funded sport, right? It's due to the watching that people get from television, the ads that that from what people buy from the ads, the ticket sales, the jersey sales. This is all their money that they're getting paid is based off of the fans. So then, if this dude's sitting 40 games, I'm sorry, he doesn't deserve fans. He doesn't. Fine.
0: No, okay, lose. losing five or six games and then blow it up. I hope they're the, the next round, they want to yeah.
3: Beat. All right, guys, my turn. Okay, y'all have the <laughs> stage. Go,
0: go, go, bro. But since I don't owe a shot bet and poured one by accident, I'm gonna take a celebra- ce- celebratory. Oh, okay, celebratory. Hard words are hard mm-hmm. shot for the Mavs and Luca. So, cheers to y'all.
3: Cheers. Well, I mean, I'll cheers to it, but my, my opinions on this because last night was. You know, peak basketball for me. LeBron has a great, you know, stretch down there. They beat the Suns to even up the series, and the Clippers fall apart, can't win two, you know, one or one game on their own home court nope. when they specifically tank so they would face the Mavs, so they wouldn't have to face the Lakers till the Western Conference Finals. And this could be the second straight year that the like uh, the Los Angeles Clippers fail to even you know, make that matchup happen. And on top of that, you traded like every single pick you have for the next five years to get playoff P who can't win you any playoff games. Kawhi Leonard is obviously going to be very pissed off if he can't get out of the first round with this team. And this is going to be, it's going to be a blow it up situation because they got to figure out how they're going to get picks back. Paul George's, are obviously already signed a pretty good contract with them, so he's obviously going to be on the trading block if their goal is to keep Kawhi. But Kawhi could opt out of his contract and go somewhere else, which I think is probably more likely that he's just like you know what, fuck this. I'm I made the, the mistake of coming here. I should have never come here. It was I should have gone to the Lakers, and I would have been you know back to back to back champions. All this stuff. It's just been hilarious because I do find the Clippers as cowards. I really do. I think everything they do as an organization has been very cowardly. I think the resting and stuff for for Kawhi, I do understand it because he's had his injury problems. But at the same time, it's questionable to say the least when you've been doing it so long and your team hasn't got along over the last two years, you've tried to fill it in with with guys but you never play them together and so you come into the playoffs you have all these high expectations and then time and time again you know you 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 shit the bed and you do all this stuff to try to give yourself an advantage and then it turns out you you know it's it's on you Mm -hmm. (laughs) at this point you know you keep trying to do things to help yourself out oh if we go play the mavericks we'll just have to play the nuggets or the blazers to get there but you're thinking ahead instead of just thinking about you know what's right in front of you and Luca dominates you. <laughs> Luca, I saw somebody post today, oh, uh-huh. just a picture of Patrick Mahomes and oh, the Los yeah. Angeles Clippers owner. <laughs> I was like, ooh, that's good.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like that uh, cause,
3: one, Cause Doncic has just owned him and it doesn't matter who they throw at him, he's torching him. I mean, Kawhi guarded him not a lot, but he still had eight points on three of six shooting against Kawhi, and Kawhi is supposed to be like this all-time great defender. It just doesn't matter. He throw at Luca. Luka's just. I think he's like still pissed at them from last year, and he's just letting it all unleash this year, and it's been awesome.
1: Yeah, it is. It's been a great series. Uh, every bit of it has been a phenomenal series, honestly. And I, I again, I, I hope, I hope the the Mavericks actually sweep this one. I think, yeah, I think, I, I think the Clippers it deserve would be, it
3: it would be the most beautiful thing ever cuz mm-hmm. that, that team has no mental fortitude yet that clippers team they fall apart do you trust paul george to come back in the series <laughs> no do you no i don't no cuz he's never proved it so so let's get the clippers all the way out of here please let's go mavs but I then hope so. i had i had a thought that i was thinking of today uh-oh. Could this potentially be Luka Doncic, LeBron's 07 year where he took the Cavs to the finals before everybody thought he was going to get there? Could this potentially be that year for Luka? Because look at the path for him right here. If you knock off the Clippers, do the Nuggets or Blazers scare you? No. I wouldn't think mm-hmm. that they would scare the Mavs. I think the, I think the Nuggets Jazz- would be a threat.
0: Sure. They is. don't scare me without Jamal Murray. You.
3: Yeah, their defense isn't like Luka's going to have a field day on them.
2: On either of them, um,
3: yeah. The, do the Lakers, Jazz, or Suns necessarily scare you all that much? I I, I think Luka could take any one of those teams in the series. Is this the time where,
2: Maybe.
3: you know, that he propels his team mm-hmm. – to the finals a little bit before we all thought he would
1: it
0: feels early
3: but it could happen
0: you can see it that he's one of those guys that he can drag a team as far as he wants to he can drag a team to the western conference finals if he wants to he has shown that in enough games and enough clutch moments and just against whatever team it is that's not against the weak teams he can drag his team to wins and victories So,
3: yeah, maybe. That's kind of what I started thinking. I was like, are we going to look at this 10 years from now and be like, you know, Luca got to the finals and he just got blitzed by the Nets. And then we're going to be looking at the team that he drugged to the finals and we're going to be like, how the hell did he drag that team to the finals? It just kind of, it has that feel to it. You know, that team LeBron drug was obviously not very good. It was obviously before that we thought LeBron was ready to make that finals leap and then it kind of enhances expectations after that but i don't know all the great players i think really have that yeah. kind of so, season where they do Here's where it is is that you have two of the best defenders
1: guarding him in the series or two two of two very good defenders guarding him in the series and it's not impacting shit Nope yeah and so like that's that's where i think your 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 uh your statement there ha- has some very good weight because if they're not going to be able to guard him then who is right. So like he could ride that out for a, for a long ways in this playoffs. That's a good take. Uh, there's a possibility of it. I wouldn't. You didn't I, like my take, I'm giving Brooks his, he just got done with it. All right. It's not all about you.
3: Know Brooks you got good points this. too. <laughs> but yeah, just, just a thought I had. And then of course, you know, there's the potential that he would even have to go through LeBron to do that. But I mean if they're if he's playing this way and you' you're getting good contributions from Hardaway jr and who's you know who, various role players on that team
1: who's fast enough to block him or, or, or stop him up on the Lakers consistently they probably
3: throw a mixture of Caruso KCP Kuzma you know they would do a lot of they would do a lot of switching. I'm pretty sure they would throw a lot of Anthony Davis, kind of like a little bit of a double coverage on there, that far try to add start, some to
0: Start doubling him and not letting him get the ball. Like, but I mean, or they would just do
3: they would just do. Hey, we're gonna let we're gonna let Luca get his forty, but we're not gonna let him create offense for. We're not gonna let him create wide open shots for Hardaway and all these other guys on the team. Yeah. We're just gonna let Luca do his thing. And then make other dudes have to hit shots in our face. And I think that's probably the best way to live with it. Because Luca's going to get his. Like, I I don't really think there's there's no stopping him. It's just, I kind of mentioned in other podcasts on how to make players inefficient. That's really the best thing you can do. Limit his effectiveness on his shooting. And then, you know, hope he doesn't create a lot of offense for the other guys. Because right now, he's just, he's torching them. And he's giving it to wide open dudes for three. Like... (laughs) What are you supposed
1: to do with that? Do you think Doc was the key for the Clippers? Because it's basically the same roster. And they they looked a lot better last year.
3: I think – I just don't think they have anybody who's mentally capable of leading that team. And I think a lot of people thought it was going to come in and be Rondo, but I, I think this is more of a Rondo to the Mavs situation than it is a Rondo with the Lakers or something where you expect him to be a leader in the locker room. And he I think he just.
0: Like, I know, like Russell Westbrook's not the greatest player, but he's at least somebody vocal and shows it on the court every time.
3: He, he needs because a bigger personality.
0: The Clippers are even close to like somebody like that.
3: Yeah, but, like, like your top guy is the quietest player in the NBA. And, then and nobody them, like, really knows what he's like. Like a, like a big
1: he needs a bigger personality on the court. To, Paul to, George
3: has literally been laughed at by his own team. I don't
0: I don't need a big personality. <laughs> I mean, Tim Duncan wasn't a big personality, but he went out there every game and put up MVP numbers for 15 20
1: years. Tim Tim Duncan like, was a freak though. <laughs> but he was yeah. one of the
0: quietest individuals yeah. in the league and ever, but he showed it once he was on the court. He was a different animal. Yeah. And it's like they don't have anybody, like Brooks is saying, that has the mentality or the vocals of that locker room.
3: No, like mm-hmm. you don't have a LeBron, you don't have a Dame, you don't have a CP3. Like those dudes are just known for you go into there, they set the whole organization's mentality. Yeah. They they change it, they shift it because LeBron. they have they they bring a culture with them. And the Clippers don't have any of those types of dudes that no. just do that. You no, know, Kawhi outrageous. isn't really that guy. I mean, he went to Toronto, but Toronto had already, already established a pretty decent culture there. And yeah. I think, like, Kyle Lowry and some of those dudes were more pivotal in that. I mean, of course, oh, having yeah. Kawhi helps you, and he was definitely the thing who guy who won it for them. But, I mean, it's obviously not, like, something that just translates to every team like we thought once Kawhi went to the Clippers. You you need some dudes on your team. And Pat Bev's not that guy. He just likes to talk talk a lot of crap, even though he's never done anything in his career. Um,
1: Pat Pat Beverly's a freaking NBA chihuahua. Like, you're not worried about him. He's just going to bark a lot.
3: Yeah, and so they just don't have any really dudes who go in there and are going to set things straight. And when the team starts kind of falling apart, it's going to be like, we got to – we gotta do this. Like, it just even if they somehow collapse. they
1: they do win this series, I have no faith in them going more than another round at all.
2: I don't if, think somehow, does somehow, if, it. if
1: if yeah. somehow they pull this off, I have no faith in them going another round. And I, I think you, but, I yeah, think you hit that one. That they, they don't have. There's
3: five games. There's five games left. Potentially five games left in the series, and they would have to beat Luca four out of those five times. And I just, I don't see that happening Mm -mm. thankfully so let's go mavs (laughs) i'm for it finish them i'm for it Uh, but that's where we're sitting at in the playoffs right now by this time next week i'm sure some series will be decided we'll have some second round playoff matchups to look forward to and we'll have some franchises to see what the future is so looking forward to it it's going to be a fun week of games NBA playoffs. Yeah, that's it's why I brought up Russell Westbrook. I was scrolling
0: Twitter and yeah,
1: yeah, I see it. he was
0: leaving the game with apparently an injury and some Philly fan like dumped popcorn. What? Dumped, like threw some popcorn, I guess, towards him at him in the tunnel. He had to be like
1: Restrained. held back
0: by like five dudes to not jump into the stands.
3: I feel like he gets the most shit from fans at places. <laughs> I don't get like, it. Like he's though. had some encounters. Like, remember there's that one time where there's that Philadelphia fan who was flipping him off and he was just like, What? And then there he had a, some stuff with the jazz. Yeah.
1: I, I think I think it's more he gets caught reacting because I, I think he's just more emotional. Like you remember like Durant like two years like, ago it's
3: hard on his sleeve. Yeah, oh,
1: yeah. Like, like, like I think he just gets caught and his emotions get get, get thrown out and that gets yeah, caught on I know, camera. Yeah. But I don't I don't think he, he has a worse rap than anybody else in the
3: NBA. I've I've never see, I've never faulted him for any of these things. I always fault the fans because yeah. I think I think as fans we're pretty shitty people sometimes. I still think they need to
1: take away courtside seats. But that's just me. Like 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 create a barrier in between the players and the game. Like you don't have you have a couple people on the field for like NBA or NFL games, but they're like friends and family of the franchise or whatever like that they not like some rich guy that just happened to buy the ticket to stand there on the field so like i i think the courtside yeah. seat is a big mistake but then i also think there needs to be a little bit more separation from the nba players oh, and the and the fans what
3: was the chick in atlanta courtside karen that lebron called yeah <laughs>
1: like that that bitch didn't like i'm sorry i, I shouldn't say that. that woman did not belong on the freaking court like i'm sorry but like She's not a professional player. She's not a friend or family of the of of the of the franchise. Like, why is she there? They don't they don't belong there.
3: I don't know. That's just me. A little (laughs) side rant. Sorry. Go ahead, Brooks. No, but yeah, all good on the NBA. We'll check in with y'all next week, and uh, we'll have some shot bets for y'all on the NBA as as well coming up.
1: Random, yeah. random, random thought pop up. Uh, out of the East, do you think the Nets are still the favorite, or are the Phillies still, still uh, kind of the dominating force? I know it's only two games in, Nets. but what do y'all think? Nets
0: are looking awesome.
3: I, I still think I would still put 76 Sixers, and I would still put the Bucks. Had, uh, I've been impressed had... with the Bucks. Yeah. And I'm only putting them there because I just don't want to see the Nets succeed. I just, they have like three players that I just absolutely despise (laughs) right now. (laughs) Okay. All right. I just like, don't want to, I just don't want to see that succeed. Um, But I mean, I I do think, I don't think it's a given that the Nets are just going to make it. I I think they're, they're going to have to play two teams that are going to have to make them work. And it just wouldn't shock me if, the Bucks or the Sixers were able to knock them off.
1: Okay, yeah. No, and the that. Knicks
3: have just tied it.
1: I'm, I'm, I'm just looking. Really,
3: MSG is going berserk.
1: Oh wow, I can't believe I missed that. <laughs> Trey Young just missed the layup. Oh yeah, 72-72. <laughs> wow, they were ahead by like fifteen earlier. Wow. So, but yeah. Oh yeah. No, Julius right. Randle started Playoffs. making his shots. He's what? He's got eighteen points now. No, thirteen. 11, There it is anyways some of that out. <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, it's fine It's it's fine we're just we're, we're talking basketball it's cool uh oh shit texas uh fell to west virginia five to
3: Oh
0: yeah
1: nice good to see that so wait is this a one and done tournament
3: no double
1: uh, okay so ut still has a shot coming back later yeah uh all right so i think that uh i think that wraps up the nba discussion for us uh we're a little ways in the episode now so Probably about time for some shot bets. Um, Anything else you want to talk about NBA-wise? I think we covered quite a bit there. Cool, cool. All right, so let's go ahead and kick it over to the Tailgate Talk shot bets.
2: I'm going
1: to have to make a new edit at some point soon. Like it's funny, but like and like that's as long of that of that song that I can put in without get us getting hit. But I'm gonna have to put it in edit sometime soon. Um. So, the first shot bet of the week that we had was actually last Wednesday night. Right away, as soon as we got done with the recording, we literally shut all the stuff down and turned the game on immediately. It was the play-in game in between the Warriors and the Lakers, and uh. The we all ended up picking the Lakers on this one. Lakers took the win, 103 to 100, with the uh, now infamous shot of LeBron shooting over Steph, way beyond Thanks, the three, Lebon. seeing three different rims, and somehow hitting the middle one. But I don't believe any of it. But <laughs> that hit from okay, okay, well, like sidebar. Tell me that hit from Draymond was not like uh, I, I feel like that should have been harder, harder penalized.
3: No. Um. I didn't necessarily think it was a flagrant. I, I I thought it was a basketball play just happened to hit LeBron in the face. And, you know, as much as I love LeBron, he's, he's dramatic. a little too much into the <laughs> theatrics sometimes, uh, likes to play it out a little too much from time to time.
1: It just but it, it uh, looks so much harder. And, and I don't know. It was just, I I, I didn't
0: get to talk does. to y'all LeBron about it. LeBron made it look like it was the hardest hit ever. <laughs>
3: Uh, well i mean obviously it, i mean coming from draymond it wouldn't shock me that it it might have felt a lot worse than it looked but i don't know uh, it,
1: it, it just it looked really bad yeah like lebron threw on some 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 uh soccer style dramatics to the end of that but yeah. uh it was still like it it just it just looked like it, it actually got hit in the eye and actually got hit pretty hard like I don't know about seeing three rims. I don't believe that for two seconds. I thought,
3: he, I thought he tweaked his ankle the way he was like rolling down on the ground. I was oh, like, oh, no, here we go again. There, and just, then I was like, oh, it was
1: just his face. So. It was just that like, just right in his eye. I don't know. And, anyways, I just wanted to catch y'all's take on it since we haven't really had a chance to talk much. Um, So the first game, obviously, Warriors-Lakers, all three of us ended up picking the Lakers on this one. We all take the sweep on this one. That is three dubs for us. The second game that we had was the Mavericks-Clippers- and uh, we talked plenty about this already, but all three of us ended up picking Mavs in that game one. It played out kind of like what we thought it was going to play out, which was the Clippers weren't ready and the Mavs were. Uh, so again, another sweep for the tailgate talks crew on this one. Gotta love it. Our first
3: ever shotless was weekend, what? guys. Right?
1: Week. All three of us, all three of us. I think this is the first time where all three of us picked the same teams and all three of us and ended up winning succeeded. on both mm-hmm. shots. So, The Tailgate Talks crew are are six for six on this week.
3: (laughs) Um, Let's go. We should have taken a shot to celebrate it. (laughs) We should,
1: yeah. Cheers to that, guys. All right. Yeah, we don't have to take a shot this week. Here's a shot. Uh, So uh, this week's games, uh, we'll be announcing the second one. So the only one that we'll be announcing right now is going to be the Hawks versus the Knicks game three. The game is going on right now, so if you are listening live, Definitely worth a tune in. Uh, the the Knicks have kind of caught back up. This has been a really good game so far tonight. I'm actually you're
0: getting heated in this game.
1: I like it though, because uh, otherwise, There's
0: like something's gonna happen in the fourth quarter.
2: If it's,
1: if I would have never tuned into this game at all, like if you told me like last year, year before, I would have never watched this game. I don't give I don't give half a shit about most of the East teams, but for some reason i think that the little bit of drama in between like everybody in this series i'm just kind of liking this like a little bit i don't know i think I like what it. i love
3: about this series is that like new york said they're only going to let like 20% capacity in and that that stadium is packed all these all these stadiums had like a capacity they're letting in and you're like there's no capacity in this it's just fans there and it's just hey,
1: people talking like, i don't believe it it's kind of seen? fun though
0: all the New York people that are bitching about why do we have seventy five percent capacity at the Knicks game? Look, it looks more than that right yeah, now. It's, when that's not seventy five percent. Only like twenty five. That is is pack
3: packed. Like, they tend to the crowd, me? and you are like, that's that's not seventy five percent. That's hundred percent. But then at Yankees are still twenty
0: five or thirty percent or some bullshit yeah. like that. Like, come on.
3: Uh, yeah. I mean, so, ah, whatever, well. it's fun. It's <laughs> nice to have crowd back.
1: Oh, for I, sure. Um, it, it needed it. Uh, last year's bubble was interesting, but it needs the fans. It's part of the game. I still don't think they belong on the court. Oh, my God. The stadium is packed. Yeah. Look at this. Anyways, um, so first shot bet for the week. We'll have the second one announced later on. This is going to be the Friday night game. So uh, if you're listening to the podcast right after we post it, it'll be this evening. Um, Brooks, who are you going to take in this matchup for game three?
3: Man, the way this series has gone so far, I mean, just watching this game tonight, feel like home court is really helping the Knicks stay in these games. So I'm gonna go with the Atlanta Hawks in Game Three, and they're gonna get home court back. Well, I mean, they're—I I was saying—the they're, only reason they're in these games is because of home court. So they go to Atlanta. I don't know if they're gonna—they're not gonna have that advantage, and I think the Hawks probably handle take three.
0: that was gonna be my exact reasoning also as home court I'll take Atlanta in their first game of the series at home and Damn. especially with how testy this has gotten I think Atlanta and their team and the fans they do let in will get hyped up for it and I'll take the Hawks yeah
1: uh, we're gonna sweep three picks in a row aren't we <laughs>
3: Let's I, I, do it.
1: I, I, I don't want to pick the Knicks on this one. I don't trust them at all. Julius randle has been in, in, inconsistent. I, I'm I'm taking I'm taking the Hawks uh, at home. Like I I have to the, the Knicks. I don't trust them yet. Straight yeah. up.
3: Yeah, I like, think think we're all in that same boat. Yep. Jeez.
1: Um, all right. So three. It's,
3: straight. <laughs> I think this game would already been over if it was in Atlanta. But yeah, got that home court and stuff. So I I, I really think it'll be a different series once it shifts.
1: So that's going to be the first shot pick. Uh, Make sure you get that shot bet bet vote in. Uh, If you're listening live, (laughs) we will have that out for you uh, tomorrow evening at some point. That way you got about 24 hours to get your vote in. Uh, So be on the lookout on these social media pages for that one. Uh, The second game, uh, like I already said, will be uh, another playoff game. So be paying attention to the Twitter and Instagram. We'll have that posted for you sometime over the weekend and we will have that will yeah. be our second shot bet pick for the week
3: yeah just keep an eye on some of these close for series because that's probably what we'll be picking if there's an important game four or a decisive game five mm-hmm. right right this might be where we'll be going so keep an eye out
1: <laughs> um so as far as the shot bets owed i'm still at two from from a couple of weeks ago kind of trying to whittle that down little by little uh, Dustin and Brooks, obviously at zero, all three of us swept last week and hopefully we sweep again with this, uh, triple pick yet again. Uh, I th- this is, this is a rare site where we get three picks in a row where all three of us are like, no, there, there's no other way we can vote at this. And we were always right. <laughs> um, so anybody else out there, uh, ha- wanted to pay off their debt, go ahead and do so at this time and make sure you send that to us somehow mm-hmm. screenshot it. You can even just send a picture of your shot glass in front of you, we don't care how you do it. We're just trying to kind of get you to have some fun with this. Uh, Can we
2: also talk about how
0: this is seventy five to seventy six going into the fourth quarter? <laughs> that's
1: what I'm saying. Like, that, like, sucks. like, like this game. I okay, that's what I said earlier. Like, why would I pay attention to Atlanta versus New York? I don't care about either team whatsoever. But this is making me want to watch this game now.
3: No, <laughs> Alec Burks for three. <laughs> Uh, well, I, th- I think it's just because it's the only interesting series in the freaking East. Every other series just kind of sucks. But
1: yeah, that's that's also kind of true. Maybe that's it. Job, I don't know.
0: Mate. Like Good job, water- white kid. Oh my God, get the white kid off the floor. <laughs> um, oh,
3: that's he what, was crossing see? up. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and now you see what I saw. <laughs> then he did white guy shit, and then it led to an alley oop. <laughs> So
1: I think that's gonna kind of wrap up the episode for us this week guys. Uh, we'll obviously next week have plenty of NBA discussion for you And obviously if you're following on the Twitter account and on the Instagram we'll have some uh, some good discussion or debates going on there there. These two yeah. definitely have the, the the best Twitter fingers in the game. So if you got any good takes on there, make sure you hit us up on there. But uh, let's go ahead and kick it off to the final shots for the night. Justin, lead the way. Yeah. What is your final shot for the week?
0: All right. I know most of this podcast is not very official and umpire friendly, but we do have to give a shout out to Joe West, probably one of the least favorite MLB umpires ever. Oh my god! Yeah. And, but he now is the has ref the most MLB games in MLB history. At five thousand three hundred and seventy-six, that happened. A lot earlier, of
3: terribly earlier this
0: week, games and obviously right he's there. still going. <laughs> um, great for him, like being at that level for so long. Whether you like him or not, pretty incredible to last that long at such a high level, especially in baseball with all the BS you have to put up with. So good for
1: him. Uh, gotta love him. All right. <laughs> Brooks, what do you got for this week, man? What, what's your uh, final shot for, for us and
3: for the people? I'm going to football slash golf, basically. The match was announced today. Tom Brady, Phil Mickelson versus Aaron Rodgers, and Bryson DeCham... Blah, Ooh, blah, DeChambeau, blah, but you need it. DeChambeau, blah, blah, blah. Who cares? <laughs> um, it was announced today, and then immediately... Twitter blew up. It's been pretty entertaining to watch. Tom Brady is is amazing at Twitter. He was tweeting memes to Aaron Rodgers, which was pretty funny. And then Brooks Kapka, my fellow Brooks out there. Just another Brooks. uh, Just another Brooks killing it. Um, Went at, you know, Deshambeau. There was, of course, that video that surfaced of Deshambeau walking by him and Brooks giving him just the ultimate. I love ultimate that
0: video so much.
3: Viral. And so he's like, sorry, Aaron Rodgers. And, of course, that sparks some Shambo going at Brooks Kepka. So just a lot of fun stuff on the Twitter today with that all being announced. And, of course, Phil Mickelson took a shot at Brooks Kepka too. So – uh, this was an entertaining day, and it will be a fun, entertaining match. Let's so go, Tom Brady, and let's go, Phil Mickelson. Let's let's yeah. go. Let's go do it.
0: When um, is that? You know, I didn't even keep up with that. I just saw all the like June, stuff. Like June,
3: June or July six. We'll have to make a I shot at six. That. We'll have to do that. But it, it was it was a fun little little thing seeing these guys go at each other on 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 the Twitter sphere. A little rivalry in golf is kind of yeah. nice and then of course we support brooks is here on this podcast so. definitely a big brooks podcast this is yeah. definitely we, a big we, brooks we, podcast
1: we support our brooks uh, so. apparently th- this is this is what roger wanted me to look up uh who is this this is a, a podcaster for hockey i'm assuming
0: who's he who's he on
1: hockey I'm podcaster on. he's at he's at the uh, predators game oh crushes this beer jeez all right, Roger. T- Roger oh, with his final Taylor. shot. That's huh? Taylor
0: Taylor Luan, offensive lineman for the Titans, oh. who tore his Achilles last year. But yeah, he got the people going the other night. Look at this, yeah,
1: amped, dude. He's tatted.
0: But I mean, he's he's just doing what an offensive lineman should be doing at a hockey game. So like this, it's not out of the ordinary. He also spilled most of that beer on himself. So kind of. I mean, Sub
1: you know, uh, it, it's a it's a redneck champagne really shower. To dive into this,
0: Roger. That was pretty, pretty crappy chug of that second beer that he had <laughs> got all over himself. <laughs> just, so.
1: just just Plus, just just ex- extremely wasteful. Extremely yeah, wasteful. Drink it. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, my final shot for the week um, uh, with a, a little bit of side hockey news. I decided to start pulling for the Canadians going forward. They're 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 eight. Oh, the
0: Canadian guy.
1: Yeah, yeah, I know. I I, I kind of did it just to mess with people a little bit because uh, I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna get a jersey and all of that, and then I just want people to be like, oh, are you from Canada? No, well, why? Yeah. What? Then why are you wearing <laughs> this? <laughs> like, it's 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 my it's one of my one of my closest friends' favorite teams, and I was talking to him about it. Like, I want to have an NHL team to root for because. I don't watch the NHL. So I don't have anybody where I'm like, yeah, fuck those guys like, you know, I want to get into the sport. Yeah. And so Canadians, Montreal is who I'm pulling for. They're right now losing to the Maple leaves three to one. But the Damn main it. news that I wanted to talk about, uh, was, uh, I, I, some of y'all may know him. Most of y'all probably don't. Uh, yeah. JJ Watt is a, is a fan of the Canadians too. So that, that was kind of the nail in the coffin, but you started it rubber. You did. You, you, you got me going on it. Um, no, the, the main news that I had actually for my final shot was uh, Zinedine Zidane. Uh, he's a he's an extremely famous French soccer player. He was on the 1998 uh, World Cup winning France team the and the headbutt guy. Yeah. Okay. So you, okay? The guy who headbutted the Italian guy talking trash to him uh, has officially resigned as uh, the manager for Real Madrid, which is one of the top soccer clubs in the world. Uh, he stepped down due to a couple of little differences going on, uh, in between him and the organization. And I I think he's just done basically, but he, he's no longer the real Madrid manager. Uh, again, legend of the game. Um, and it, and it sucks to see him go, uh, uh, from that team. I think, I think it kind of gave them a little bit, a little bit of that legacy touch. So that's just, that's my final shot for the week. Um, Anything else we got to add for the week, guys? I think I think uh, got a decent little episode put out for this week.
2: Yeah,
3: I think we're good, man. We're cool. good. Catch y'all at the next tailgate.
1: Uh, we gotta we gotta do the closeout. Oh, uh, so <laughs> <laughs> but save it. We're, we, you can do it again. Now, uh, if you're not already guys, you're still here listening. Make sure you you, you are subscribed to the podcast on Spotify or iTunes. Uh, and if it is on iTunes, make sure you rate us with that uh, with that five star. Drop a little review below. Um, and uh, help us out a ton here Follow us on the Twitter, Instagram and Facebook As far as the Twitter goes It's tailgate underscore talks We are also on YouTube with videos that we're putting out every week uh, A couple of short clips that we're putting out uh, Twice a week now So just some easy content for y'all to catch up on What we've been talking about in the podcast But uh, as far as our personal accounts Dustin, if you do want to follow his personal takes uh, On Twitter That is at DustinWimmer22 Brooks, the Brooks, are Brooks Uh, You can follow him at Calvin B. Barrett. Me, you can find me at Blanca where the L is a 1. And uh, if you have any sort of suggestions for the podcast, make sure you email us at the email tailgatetalkspod at gmail.com for any sort of thoughts or questions or anything you want to kind of talk to us about. Um, And just a quick final reminder, we are no longer doing the t-shirt giveaway for the moment being. Uh, We kind of are running a little bit low on sizes, and so we're kind of doing it as a bit of a legacy thing. We'll give it out to people somewhere down the road, maybe a couple years down the road, who knows. But we'll be working on a new logo, and we'll get some new shirts out. We'll be doing some t-shirt giveaways in the future, but we will let you all know about that very soon. Um, As far as wrapping up the shot bets for the week, it is a hawk sweep for the shot bet game happening Friday night. And make sure you are following us on all those socials that I just mentioned to catch wind of the next shot bet or the second shot bet for the week. Yeah, Um, buddy. I think that's gonna be it for the week, guys. Anything else you want to add? No, man. All right, I think that's
3: it. Catch y'all at the next tailgate. That You're was it. the point. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, you, you you led with the same kind of thing you do when we we're leaving, so I was just like, all right.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, it, it, sorry. I, I I said Brooks's trigger word, and and it was on cue. It was perfect, though. It was perfect timing. We'll catch y'all next week, guys. Peace.
2: Later.